It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, ends up, yes. touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker in the building. Talking about what's going on in sports. We'd love to hear from you as well. NBA schedule release. A couple of notable games on the Jazz schedule. I know Jason's not a big fan of schedule releases. (laughs) But it's worth noting a few specific games that are on the schedule. So make your plans accordingly. Uh, We'll get to that. Um, I had a chance to get some post-practice audio today with uh, Chandler Dolphin and Johnny Carter, the last day of, of fall camp, officially now done. And their attention shifts to UConn. So we'll hear from them a little bit later on in the show. I was very pleasantly surprised with the interviews that I had today. Uh, just some things that I learned. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of questions initially prepared talking to a center. But Chandler Dolphin is awesome. He's a great dude. And uh, we had a, a longer conversation than I was anticipating. So You don't have, like, a lot of questions that you want to ask a center? That's, like, the most unique position on the offensive line. <laughs> like, it's them and the left tackle. Everybody knows the left tackle and the center, and then nobody cares about the other positions. This is true. This the, is true. The center is the one guy who's guaranteed to touch the ball in every single play. Uh, that is true. It's very true, although I did not talk to him about that specifically. <laughs> uh, but uh, their reactions to how fall camp has gone, uh, do they feel re- ready and prepared for the, the first game of the season, which is about now a week and a half away? So we'll hear from them uh, a little bit later on. Also on the show today, we are going to have the event organizer for the Rocky Mountain kickoff, a cool event that's been going on for several years now up on uh, Merlin Olson Field. Uh, a doubleheader, high school football doubleheader. Who's going to be involved? There's some local schools that will be there. Um, how can you get tickets? How can you plan on going? It's on a Thursday night, which will be special. It's really very few games in the state will be happening on a Thursday. So uh, that should be fun to find out more about that event. D. Jones will be joining us uh, a little bit later on as well. So a lot to get through here on the show. And then we also need to mention there's some news for women's sports at USU. While I was up at soccer, or up, not up at soccer, while I was at Utah State getting ready to talk to the football players, the football players football. were getting on a bus headed to uh, get ready for their first game because USU women's soccer has their first game actually tomorrow. And uh, so there's some news there. Their coach got uh, is in the news a little bit. And then the USU women's basketball team announcing their non-conference schedule. So a lot of things to get through today. Very uh, varied and different show for what's on the uh, what's on the schedule. Yeah, a lot of things getting going for Utah State, like you said. The first chance to uh, light the A blue is this Thursday, and then they'll, the soccer team will play Saturday as well. Or no, Sunday, excuse me. Their home opener. The first chance to see any of the Aggie teams live will be this Sunday. 
at what is probably the best soccer field in the valley. Although it's a little weak in terms of weather. It's, it doesn't stand up very well to weather, but it is a very well-kept field. Yes, it and is. It's, it and it's, it's kind of hidden away up there by the uh, the indoor practice facility. But it's a great place, and a lot of people come out to those games. There's a lot of support for this soccer team, especially now that they kind of turned it around last season. So you have a good chance to see a good soccer team, nice, relaxing Sunday, go sit out on that hill. Yeah, that's true. They got all that the, the grass hill that surrounds a lot of it makes it really easy just to lay out a blanket, chill out, watch a soccer game. Yeah. It's really fun. So the the news about their coach, uh, since we're talking about that right now, Manny Martins, ha- uh, Utah State announced today he signed a contract extension through twenty twenty five. So they extended his uh, his deal today. Um, John Hartwell announcing in a release that Manny had an incredible first season with the Aggies and has a soccer program on an upward trajectory. We look forward to having him lead our soccer program for many years to come. And he has. He's been great. Uh, came in, helped turn things around. Uh, he's been uh, great to work with in the community. He's been great to come on to our show and, uh, and talk about things that are going on with his program or other things in the community that he's passionate about. Uh, according to the release, he says, It's an honor to lead the Utah State soccer program. My family's been embraced by the Logan community, and I can't think of a better place to continue my passion for coaching and mentoring a tremendous group of players here at Utah State. Yeah, I mean, we talk about turnarounds. You know, we talked about Blake Anderson, Manny Martins, not quite the same drastic turnaround because Utah State stalker, stalker, Utah State soccer had been kind of mediocre, not so much bad as mediocre. Um, they'd gone from being a dominant whack power to kind of mediocre in the Mountain West. So they ended up moving on to a new coach after a long-time head coach. Um, Heather Cairns was there for quite a while. Yeah, she was there a long time. Um, did really well, but just couldn't quite make the transition to Mountain West. Kind of like Stu Morrill couldn't quite make the transition to Mountain West. So they're, And they were both at the end of their careers, so they moved on. Uh, Manny Martins comes in and turns into a team that was contending for the conference championship. Um, they made it, I think, deep into their conference tournament. I think semifinals or finals, actually. I, I can't remember. I've got their schedule pulled up. Maybe I should. Uh, they were 7-1-1 one, one in non-conference play. Um, and it was the best record heading into conference play in school history. Uh, but then in... In conference play, they did okay. I mean, not not quite 7-1-1. One, one. Still good. They finished like 13-6-and-something. 13-6-and-3. So, you know, okay. uh, they, were, they were good. This was a good team last year. Yeah. And so he deserves that contract extension. They, they played in two games in the Mountain West tournament, which I think got them to the semifinals. I think the team they lost to New Mexico, I, yeah, it says semifinals. I think New Mexico may have ended up winning the whole thing. Well, it's certainly one of the, the, the games that really stood out was that 2-1 to one overtime victory at BYU, who was ranked number 18 at the time. Yeah, and I think BYU ended up being runner-up. In the at the NCAA tournament, yeah, they had a great run that year. So Utah State obviously doing really well in soccer last year, um, and heck, soccer and football weren't even the only ones. Volleyball had a turnaround. So like, there's a lot of good things going on with the women's programs. It's kind of an underlook because a few of them were struggling. Soccer and volleyball and even softball kind of started to go to mediocre. But you know, soccer and volleyball both got new coaches last year, and they both did really well. The volleyball team won the regular, that, I think they got a share of the regular season Mountain West title. 
So really good things going on in the women's program. Some really good coaching hires lately. Yeah, really exciting. And uh, certainly deserve you know the you know, community support that's uh, been there, but also opportunities for more. Uh, the, the, so as you mentioned, they're on their way. They've got their, their first game of the season is tomorrow. They're at Northern Arizona. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. But then they return home to host Idaho State. Sunday at 4 o'clock. Um, so Idaho State just up the road. Yeah, they'll both be, be... some familiar people there trying to attend that game. Yeah, they'll both be uh, tricky games. Uh, last year, Utah State went up to Idaho State, and they tied 0-0, played two overtimes, still tied 0-0. Uh, they hosted Northern Arizona, so this, this schedule, they're flipping it. They went to Idaho State, they're going to host them. They went, or they hosted Northern Arizona, they're going to go there this year. Uh, last year, they beat Northern Arizona 2-1. to one. So two you know, close games on the scoreboard, obviously one perfectly close. Uh, so these will be tricky games to start off. They're not to be overlooked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so exciting start for them. Big announcement with Manny Martins is uh, their season getting underway. So definitely deserves a contract extension. Great uh, success that he's bringing to USU. Uh, and then other, since we're talking about women's sports, just another announcement. This uh, came yesterday. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get to it on the show, but USU women's basketball uh, announced their non-conference schedule for the upcoming year. Still waiting on the non-conference for the men, but Utah State women announced their non-conference uh, schedule. So there'll be uh, 11 games. There'll be one exhibition game, uh, six games at home, six on the road, uh, when you include that exhibition. But uh, they're going to be playing some uh, several teams from inside the state of Utah, which is great. Yeah, they're going to have you know a handful of decent games. I mean, you, they're playing Utah Tech. I don't think they've ever played them before, at least that I'm aware of. Um, Arkansas State, which that's a name that's a university name most of us are familiar with by now, at least by name. Um, and obviously, you mentioned Weber State, Utah Valley, BYU. So that's like four in-state teams. Everyone except the University of Utah, basically. I think that's the only major university they're not playing. Um, oh, Southern Utah. They're not playing SUU, there. yeah. yeah. Like, we're leaving one out because I know there's yeah, it's like, there's six. So the, the the toughest games of the non-conference schedule, I'd be confident Utah State's ability to win most of these, um, and even potentially some of these tougher games. It's going to be uh, down. Ball State, USC, and BYU, I think, are going to be the toughest ones. Now, USC, just based on being you know a Power 5 school, they tend to have good athletes, and so it's tricky you know, for a G5 basketball team to beat them unless they're really good. BYU's just had a really good women's basketball program lately, just like their men. Uh, sometimes their women's team is better than their men. Mm-hmm. Um, then Ball State last year, they were a 20-win team. Most of these other schools, not saying Utah State's going to beat them, but they're beatable in terms of where I think Utah State is. Um, you know, for <laughs> the women's team has been their most successful in non-conference play. They've really struggled in conference play as they've been trying to get out of the the real rut they got themselves into as a program. Um, Kayla Ard's trying to pull them out. You can tell she's working her butt off recruiting, and they're slowly getting better. So I think this non-conference schedule could go decently. They could end up going 500. I think they went 500 in last year's um, non-conference play, or close to 500. So they could do probably something similar, slightly above, slightly below, It'll be good set up into, you know, conference play. Yeah, some of the other teams that are on their non-conference, the College of Idaho, 
Um, they, their exhibition game is against Fort Lewis College, by the way. October 28th is when that really gets underway for USU women. Uh, then they host College of Idaho. Uh, they uh, also play Southeastern Louisiana, which is interesting of note because Kayla Ard is from that area and played for that team to, from 2004 to 2006. So she has a chance to coach against her alma mater. Wonder if that's how that game ended up on the schedule. I'm sure there had to be something about that. It's like I need a game. Hey, I know a team we can play. <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, the Aggies will travel to Utah Tech in St. George. Uh, then they head to, as you said, Arkansas State. Come back home to host Ball State on November 23rd. Take on USC in Southern California, November 26th. Is that? Uh, that Thanksgiving weekend? It is. That's a Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, and then they take on Weber State in Ogden on December 1st, host Utah Valley on December 3rd, and host BYU on December 6th. Then they finish out the non-conference schedule uh, going to LMU on uh, Saturday, December 10th. And then the final game before Mountain West Conference play is on the road at Eastern Washington on December 20th. I have a feeling they're going to play a Mountain West game between those last two non-conference. There's a 10-day gap between those two. It's happened before. That's I'm a big, That's a pretty good gap for a basketball schedule. Non-Christmas uh, holiday yeah, that's like that's a gap like before Christmas. Yeah, um, one of the interesting things I think about the schedule. I mentioned those three toughest teams. Two of them are at home. They host Ball State and BYU. The last game I remember Utah State hosting BYU. I don't. This may not have been the last time. There was a mistake in the scoring. <laughs> they gave BYU an extra free throw, and that game ended up going to overtime, and Utah State lost. Oh, really? that might have been four years ago, um, as opposed to the last time. Well. I may have to look that up because I was covering that game for, I think it was the Herald Journal. And, yeah, I remember that happening. I was like, like I noticed immediately, and I was tempted to yell something, but I was all, there's also that journalist in me that's like, I don't get involved. So I was, I was torn between those two things, and I ended up texting one of the, S, the SIDs, and I was like, you guys see this? And he's like, yeah, we're trying to get it fixed, and then they never got it fixed because it was too late. Oh wow! So, Ooh. so that that game ended up going to overtime, and of course the BYU coach was like, "Oh, I just let it happen," you know. Yeah, honest BYU coaches. You really? Know. There's a mis- oh, I don't know. We'll just keep playing. Yeah, because we interviewed him. We we had him, and we tried to get the quotes from the referees, but of course they they refused to talk. Right, that's p- par for the course. Yeah. yeah. So usually in the NBA, they're like force him to give an answer, but then it's a non-answer. Right. And NCAA, I don't think they have to talk at all. Crazy. Uh, so anyway, that's the uh, USU's uh, non-conference schedule for, for the uh, women's basketball team. Uh, soccer getting underway this weekend. Uh, volleyball. Gosh, there was a release on volleyball that just came out recently. I did not catch that. I caught Wasn't the... there? I may have missed that one. I oh, caught the... it was the uh, um, preseason rankings for... Conference standings. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I saw the the stuff for the women's schedule and soccer. I did not catch volleyball. 
Now we're doing this on the fly. Uh, so, yeah, the <laughs> the volleyball picked second in the Mountain West preseason poll. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's that's – without knowing too much about volleyball, I think given what they did last year, and I think they returned a fair amount of people. Because last year, you know, they brought in a lot of newer, younger players. Obviously, they had some uh, contributing seniors. But – Yeah, junior outside hitter Tatum Stahl was named the preseason All-Mountain West team. Yeah. So getting some recognition there. Um, you know, uh, Rob Nielsen, he was the coach of the year last year. They did have a share of the title, the conference title last year. Um, but uh, Colorado State is selected to be first in the preseason poll with six first-place votes. Uh, USU picked second. Uh, they did receive three first-place votes. Yeah. And this I- is a coach's poll. Yeah, and I think Colorado State was the team Utah State tied with last year for that conference title. Yes. So these are basically the same two teams from last year who are at the top. Looks like they're going to be the same this year. Uh, Aggies returned eight letter winners from a year ago. Three starters and libero, uh, Abby Peterson. See, they have six starters is like how many starters you have. Because they, they play six players, right? Yes. They return half their starting lineup. So that's probably where they're only picked second. Because they probably lost a few of their... But, you know, returning stall, she's been a really good really good player her whole time here. Yeah, so uh, a lot of uh, key contributors coming back for USU, getting some nice recognition coming into the uh, their season, which is uh, not that far away. They're, uh, um, they, they will be next week when they host Cal Poly and UCLA for the Utah State Invitational. So those are good volleyball programs. Uh, UCLA coming to town, that's always awesome. Uh, But both those games will be Friday, August 26th. Uh, Aggies will face Cal Poly at 11 a.m., and then they'll face UCLA that evening at 6. So big day coming up for Utah State Volleyball next week. Yeah, those are fun things you you can go to because they pack these volleyball games in there. You can play multiple in like, same day. Oh, those are fun atmospheres, too. Yeah, and volleyball games are really fun to go to. So congratulations to USU Volleyball getting some preseason recognition. Uh, congratulations to Manny Martins, head coach for the USU women's soccer program, uh, and uh, USU women's basketball announcing their non-conference schedule. So a lot of things happening all at once for uh, USU women's sports, which is exciting. Yeah, like I said, lots of good stuff going on for the women's sports, you know, Soccer, volleyball, gymnastics. I know they just lost their coach who'd built Utah State into a spectacular, probably the best program at Utah State, to be honest, was their gymnastics program. They unfortunately just lost her to to Clemson, who I think is starting a gymnastics program. Yeah, from scratch. So she's going to go out there, uh, get some Power 5 resources to start a new program. Uh, But I believe they found a pretty good replacement. I can't remember her name because I only read the release once, but – should be a good replacement because I think the new one was a gymnast at Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. I may not be remembering that correctly, but she was a gymnast at a good program. And it's kind of the same thing that uh, now I'm spacing on the old coach's name. Uh, I can't remember if White is the one coming or the one going all of a sudden. <laughs> I think, yeah, we, we can't remember the names, but we can talk fly. about the programs. Qualified to talk about Utah State sports, everyone. <laughs> but like I said, they've, they've got a coach coming in who I think has the credentials, kind of with Rob Nielsen, where he had really good credentials. You know, hadn't been yes. a real a head coach yet, so to speak, of a 
college program, but he'd been around with really good programs, played himself. And so that's that's what we got coming in for Utah State gymnastics team. And so there's these women's teams are really going places. Yeah, exciting time for uh, USU Athletics. Uh, we're going to take a quick timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, number three on our list of top 25 Aggies for 2022, getting closer to number one based on who we've already announced on our countdown. Who would you guess is number three on our list? Text in. Let us know. 435-339-0321 on the Full Court Press text line. Uh, we'll also hear from Chandler Dolphin. We'll hear from a Johnny Carter coming up a little bit later on in the show. Utah Jazz with their schedule release. There are a few notable games to uh, keep your eye on. Uh, there's not much of an announcement about um, how to how to watch Jazz games, but there is some information that's out there today on that front. Uh, for some people, it's been a challenge to follow the Jazz, so we'll give you an update on that. All coming up a little bit later on here in about uh, three and a half minutes here on the Full Court Press. Uh, it's back to school time. Uh, my kids go back to school tomorrow. Uh, the Logan School District is a week from tomorrow, I believe. Uh, and there are other schools that are going on, and uh, it's that time of year. So there's a lot of stress and distraction with all that, but don't forget about getting your car taken care of. So make sure you get your oil change when it's supposed to get done. Last thing you want to do, especially when it's hot, is go too long when uh, and run out of oil. That'll really mess things up royally for you. So I know you're short on time, and but you want to still make sure it gets done right. That's where Valvoline Instant Oil Change comes into play. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. Stop in today. Get your oil changed. They're quick, clean, and easy, just how it should be. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The preseason rolls along as two high-powered offenses square off under the bright lights of L.A. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action as the Dallas Cowboys hit the road for a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who will come away with their first win of the year? It's the Cowboys and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Beginning at 7.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. 
Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Okay, so a little bit more information on the profile for gymnastics, just getting it right. Yeah, I had to Google because it, it was bothering me because like, I know this, and I was actually right on some things. So, yeah, I looked it up. So the new head coach is Kristen White. She did graduate from Oklahoma, so I was right on that. Um, Amy Smith was is the coach who just left, who also went to Oklahoma, although she, I think, spent most of her career and finished at UCLA. Another really good gymnastics program. Yes. So, a lot of good gymnastics players rolling in as coaches at Utah State. Right, right. And it's uh, it's been fun to see you know, that, that growth that's been happening. And so, uh, the, the challenge is to keep it going, right? And, to, uh, and that's what Coach White needs to try to be able to do. Coach Smith took it to another level, competing in regionals and the NCAAs, uh, trying to get there. Um, several athletes highly recognized, highly accomplished, and um, and now that's a challenge for the new coach to try to figure out how to improve upon that. Yeah, definitely. She know, the one thing that Amy Smith really wanted was one of her athletes to get a 10. Never quite happened. Came close. Autumn DeHardy, that was one of her big goals. She wanted to get a 10 on the beam. Didn't quite get there. But they set a lot of new or close to program records. Every other time there was a release coming out, it was – the such and such most points scored in program or like on the road or something like that, you know, just over and over again, you know. Yeah. And last true. year I think they had one of their highest ranks in the poll in forever. So and it's not the AP poll, it's some computerized poll that uh the NCAA puts out. It's like Road to Nationals poll or something. Yeah. But uh it's still exciting times for women's sports at Utah State University. Um, we are about a week and a half away from the start of Utah State football. We've been counting down, and we specifically wanted to end our poll on Friday, this Friday, so that next week is all focused on the next opponent. It would be focused on UConn. So we're to the point, we're at number three on our list. So it's narrowing down. Who do you think is uh, in our top three if you've been paying attention to our countdown, you might be able to start to put some guesses together on who it is. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna spoil it and give it away anyway. 
thanks to uh, the help of Hall of Famer Al Lewis, who will introduce number three on our list of our top 25 Aggies. Number three on our Cache Valley Media Group's list of the top 25 Aggie football players for this year. He's smart. He's strong. He's a veteran. We're talking Alfred Edwards. Number 72, the graduate senior at 6'7", 325 pounds from Redland, California. All he has done is start 42 of the 43 games he has played for Utah State at mostly that left tackle position. Such a key spot for a football team. Edwards, a real veteran. He has been honored by some of the preseason lists of being all-conference. He was close, I'm sure, to being our all-conference selection for this year. He's going to have a heck of a year, and he wants to have a good year. Plus, he's been very, very good in the classroom. He has been academic All-Mountain West three years, already graduated in kinesiology, now working on his MBA and to be a great Aggie football player for a great team this year. Number three on the list, Alfred Edwards, the left tackle. Alfred Edwards at number three in our top 25 Aggies for 2022. Alfred Edwards, uh, very high on him. I mean, this is a guy who's been an impact player from almost the day he showed up on campus. And he's a guy that in 2017 was his redshirt year. He was still an impact player because he was named the scout team offensive MVP. But he's been basically starting since he was a redshirt freshman at Utah State since 2018. And he has been versatile. He's been healthy. He's he's a big guy. And just like what you wanted at a left tackle. And he has performed really, really well for USU. He's got a lot of preseason accolades, and he absolutely deserves them. And talk about going all the way back to 2018. That 2018 offensive line for Utah State started four seniors and a redshirt freshman at left tackle of all places. And that was one of the better offensive line Utah State's you know, had in a while. Obviously, there was some help with the schedule, but even against the tougher opponents, uh, Boise State, when they played them, Boise State was like one of the top sack-getting teams in the country, I think. Might have been number one, if I recall correctly. If they weren't, they were in like the top five, top ten. And, I don't, and though Utah State ended up losing that game to Boise State, I don't think they gave up a sack that entire game. So they did really well even against tougher opponents. And then they faced North Texas, who had a couple of really good uh, disruptive guys, and they just blew them out of the water in more ways than one. So, and, and since 2018, Alfred Edwards has 42 starts, if I counted and did my math right. 42 starts and has another year left to go. Could play another 13 games, could end the year with as many as 56 starts, I believe. Which is incredible. Yeah. He did an offensive lineman... He's 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 likely to I think he would set a new record for Utah State offensive lineman. Yeah, I believe he'll end up setting records for most games played, provided he doesn't get injured. Then you're looking at pretty much a minimum of 12 games, 13 with the bowl game, 14 if you play conference championship game, or 15 if you go to like the national championship. Right, hey, <laughs> hey, we can always dream. Yeah, you can you can always dream of that. But more likely, we're going to see him play in probably 13 games. Um, You'd be optimistic and say 14. But like I said, 55 starts and I think 56 games played because I think he didn't start one of the games in 2018 maybe. There's one year where he didn't start one of the games but played. So he's started in all but one of the games he's played, so 42 of 43 games. 
and he's he's just been a and he's been consistent too. He missed one game last year due to injury, but I don't think he's missed a game other than that due to injury or anything like that that I can remember. No, very versatile. Six foot seven. Yeah, and three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yeah, dude's durable. He's good, and there's a reason he's getting attention. You know, in a year where we've talked about Utah State not getting as much attention in the all-conference stuff, he's been getting some of that attention. Probably just missed out on the first-team all-conference, like the official one. He was in the first team for it was either Athlon or, or Phil Steele. I can't remember which one he was first team in. But, you know, he's either first or second team for pretty much everybody who's done a list. So he deserves the attention because he's good. Yes, he's very good. Uh, impact player for Utah State at the left tackle. Uh, only gave up two sacks last year. Certainly you want to you know, not give up any. Yeah, but as much pressure that was coming at Logan Bonner, uh, and as long as he would hold on to the ball at times, sometimes that's not the left tackle's fault. Yeah, but uh, great player. You know, he's a heads-up guy, smart. Uh, we've had some great interviews with him after some of these practices or scrimmages. Very much aware of what's going on and uh, helping lead an offensive line that um, has some holes to kind of fill. Which I know that it's maybe a little overused, but. Uh, but he is definitely a senior leader, has been around and been through a lot with this team over the years. So over the course of his career, he's seen some pretty high highs and he's seen some pretty low lows. But what's consistent is Alfred Edwards continues to produce on the field. Yeah, he's been part of two of the best Utah State teams this century, or two of the best since like the 60s. So almost an entire century. Right, yeah. So obviously yeah, he has, and then he saw 2020, like you said, some some crazy highs and lows. And he's going to try and create another one of those greatest seasons. Maybe back-to-back. Who knows? And we have seen him try and take a leadership role with these two new guys coming in, although he kind of made fun of Wade for being like – he called him like the elder statesman. <laughs> and this is – the guy with 42 starts is calling Wade Meacham the the old, the old elder statesman. That's right. That's right. Uh, and you know when you look at uh, offensive linemen, how many snaps – they get in a game is like a, a big barometer of you know their time on the field. It would be in the thousands for Alfred Edwards because of how long he's been a starter and an impact player for USU. Played yeah, a huge role. Yeah, usually last year Utah State had three players get a thousand snaps. I think Edwards was one of them. Missing a game would have maybe taken him out of that. Um, Quazel White and uh, Ali Fua. Both got a thousand snaps, so Edwards in playing, starting pretty much every game, probably had three to four thousand snaps. Easy in his time. Easy. Uh, I think he is an NFL prospect. I know you're maybe still a little bit on the fence uh, on that with him. We'll see. Might be more suited for right tackle in the NFL. Um, but if he's so used to playing left tackle, maybe just tries to get on somewhere and be a swing tackle. He'll probably end up being an undrafted free agent. He'll get somewhere. You know, you don't start 42 games in college in the Mountain West and then not get a chance in the NFL somewhere. Right. So he'll get a chance. And maybe he can have a, a good career. He's got NFL size. Yeah, he does. That's, and that's the thing that actually really help him is being the 6'7", 325. And it'll also depend on, on uh, how long his arms are. That's a big thing that colleges look at, and we have no data on that at this point. You'll only be able to find that out if he goes to the Combine, which maybe. They invite a lot of people to the Combine. So we'll have to see. Yeah. 
But uh, Alfred Edwards at number three, an offensive lineman at number three on the list, and he just absolutely deserves to be there in my yeah. mind. In fact, I had him at number two on my list. I think I had him in the top ten. Like I said, I made the controversial move to put Jacob South over him because I like Jacob South a little more than Edwards. But that's more of me thinking South is underrated than me thinking El- Edwards is overrated. I have nothing against Edwards. I just like to boost the stock of Jacob South a little bit. <laughs> so I, th- I think I might have had two offensive linemen in my top ten. <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. There's some great experience there uh, and, uh, and talent for Utah State as well. So well, what did you think? Too high or too low for Alfred Edwards and his impact on the team coming into this 2022 football season? Let us know on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Need and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advance Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Deputy Brad Nelson with the Cash County Sheriff's Office. Schools are back in session throughout the valley, which means kids are going to be out on the roads during the morning and afternoon commutes. Law enforcement will be patrolling school zones where the speed limits are 20 miles per hour. Also, watch out for crosswalks and crossing guards. We're asking citizens to be alert while driving and help us keep kids safe. Thank you. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The preseason rolls along as two high-powered offenses square off under the bright lights of L.A. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action as the Dallas Cowboys hit the road for a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who will come away with their first win of the year? It's the Cowboys and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Beginning at 7.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM here on The Fan. 
couple of texts coming through in regards to our top 25 Aggies. Alfred Edwards coming in at number three on our list. Uh, 9315. I think Edwards and Logan should be tied for number one. Ooh. Okay. That's. Now, Alfred Edwards did receive some first team All Mountain West. Logan Bonner didn't. Yeah. Alfred Edwards did not receive any votes for number one in our list. That is correct. It was unanimous. Number one was unanimous. <laughs> number two was probably close to unanimous number two. I think I probably had him the lowest. I think I had him barely in my top ten. Oh. Probably underrated him a little bit. Interesting. I'd probably do my list a little differently <laughs> now. Well, that's what I said. That's what I said yesterday. I mean, knowing what we know now after watching these teams, especially the newcomers and the transfers, uh, and just seeing how this team is actually going to come together and how they're going to be used, my list would look very different. Yeah. Move a few guys up, move a few guys down. Mostly the same, probably all the same names. Yeah, I don't know that anything was, like, drastic. Like, my gosh, that guy totally does not deserve to be in the top 25. I don't yeah. know that I would have too many of those, but... There may be some guys I I didn't have enough intel on, and they deserve to be higher. And maybe some guys, I'm like, I don't know that there there was maybe a little too much hype here. I still need to see more of them, so maybe I shouldn't put him quite so high. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen anybody who's been overhyped to this point. We'll see once the season starts. But, anyway, I think... I'll be content with the list as it is now. I think with all of us put together, I think we put together a pretty accurate list. Yes. Uh, and just to reiterate, it wasn't just me or Jason. We had Al Lewis weigh in, Craig Hislop, AJ Salveson. So there was, there was a number of people who came together and uh, weighed in on what this list should look like. Yeah, so you had five of us. Yeah. Pretty good voting block. Uh, one, two, eight, three. Um, of your top 10 Aggies, who deserves to be All-Mountain West? Preseason All-Mountain West, that is. Probably Edwards. Um, it's tough because there are really high-end guys on other teams at some of the other positions in our top 10, like A.J. Vongpachon. Uh, Byron Vons, and I, and I think we went over this already, like Byron Vons is one guy I think both of us thought was could potentially have been put into the preseason All-Mountain West. And we were having this discussions before they put out the official All-Mountain West preseason one. Right. So we were discussing them in the context of Phil Steele and Athlon. As Athlon totally missed on a Johnny Carter. Yeah. But then Phil Steele put a Johnny Carter as a first-team guy. Yeah. So I think a Johnny Carter, Byron Vaughn's probably two of them, and, and Alfred Edwards. Those are your three. Bonner is capable of being first-team, but you have a pretty obvious choice um, in Fresno State's quarterback. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, you like to say Logan Bonner, but, you know, he's going to have to outperform. Um, Jake Hayner. Hayner. I wasn't 100% sure how to say it, so I was, wasn't really <laughs> willing to say it. Um, yeah, Hayner, if, if he outperforms him, he can end up being first team all Mountain West. I know he specified preseason, so um, I, I think the – End of season Mountain West is going to have a lot more Aggies on it than the first one. Almost by definition, because there were zero. Yes. And I think there will be uh, probably two or three uh, between the couple of teams, at least. I, I would agree with you. There may be a wide receiver also that gets on that. <laughs> oh, I definitely think there's going to be a wide receiver on first or second team. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. Um, one, two, eight, three with a follow up. Is the problem with the MWC teams 
not enough media votes from the Logan area. I don't know who was voting out of Logan for the Mountain West. I think Sean Harrison may have had one. Did We didn't have anyone here. I don't know if Al Lewis put one together or not. He would be the designated choice from here. Yeah. So I think Sean Harrison tends to be the one out of uh, the Herald Journal. I think they go to him. And, yeah, I imagine maybe Al Lewis. I don't know if they well, <laughs> look to it. I'm sure Scott Gerard would probably have Yeah, I guess Scott Gerard, him too. So there's there'll be a few and about as many as anybody else. I, I'll just say I don't think that was the problem. No, they, they don't. It, it's not based on, well, Wyoming only has one person who submits a vote and Boise has like six. So that's going to improperly, you know. Uh, throw the numbers on one team over another. They, yeah. they, they, as an organization, they will try to keep it fairly balanced, so that it is a fair representation for each school. Yeah, I think they do a good job. So yeah, so they, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Now that is a problem if you look at Mountain West Wire, the you know the USA Today Mountain West coverage. They don't have a Utah State writer, and so all of their preseason stuff, it's. There's like no Utah all State. All from outsiders. At, there's nothing from Utah State at all. They're doing their top 50, and there's like three players on Utah State. Are they gonna? I think they're gonna finish with four Utah State players in their top 50. And that's a joke. Yeah. A total joke. Which is great, you know. Put more chips on these guys' shoulders. Yep. It worked last year. <laughs> it worked really well. <laughs> worked and really. and for a team where again I've harped on it over and over, a team that all they need is motivation. That's, that's the one thing they keep giving Utah State is motivation. Like, why are you making that mistake? If if you hype this team up and get them overconfident, they'll fall right on their butts the entire season. You get them motivated, this team will run you over because they have some talent. And, and last year they lacked talent in a lot of ways, and they still bowled people over because they were motivated. They worked, they worked harder than you. Mm-hmm. And if you let this team do that, that's dangerous. <laughs> Because they have more talent this year than they did last year. Yes, they do. At least top to bottom. Maybe you don't have a Devin Tompkins on this year's team. But you have at least three good wide receivers, kind of like last year. More defensive depth and talent. I mean, not as much depth at linebacker, but still talent there. Depth on the D-line and in the defensive backfield. And I'm, we've harped on this over and over. They've got talent in a lot of places. And you're making the one mistake of giving them motivation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you in advance. <laughs> yes. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, it's, uh, again, you know Alfred Edwards, big-time impact player, versatile, healthy, big. Cannot overemphasize. Big. big. I mean, he's, a, he's a big dude. He is a very big dude. You go up to interview him, it's like, oh, oh hello up there. It's almost like interviewing the basketball players. Like, you look at them on the field and you think, oh, that's a normal-sized person. And you walk up to them and you're like, no, no, you're not a normal-sized person <laughs> <laughs> at all. No. It's very deceptive when you're watching them from the press box. Oh, look how tiny they yes, are. Yes, that's true. Uh, all right, uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, uh, stay tuned. We're going to do a Utah Jazz schedule release. Not going to go through the whole schedule, but there are a few notable games to point out. Um, we've got uh, uh, interviews coming up with the Johnny Carter and uh, Chandler Dolphin, on their last day of fall camp, was able to go up and cut and uh, talk to them today, uh, exclusive audio, and that's coming up a little bit later on in the show. 
Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then uh, a preview of the Rocky Mountain kickoff. A couple of teams uh, participating in a double header on Merlin Olsen Field. Really cool opportunity for high school kids, which, let's be honest, most of them, the vast majority of them, will never get that opportunity in a college uniform to play on a college field. So it's a really cool opportunity for them to have that chance to do it. And so we'll find out who's participating, how you can go, how you can find out more about it. Uh, that's coming up on the Full Court Press. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is, is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. Since 1926, our family has been proud to serve the people of Utah. This month at Murdoch Hyundai, come celebrate our 96th anniversary. Lock in 2.99% for four years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup, Elantra, Sonata, Kona, and Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray, or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. The preseason rolls along as two high-powered offenses square off under the bright lights of L.A. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action as the Dallas Cowboys hit the road for a matchup with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who will come away with their first win of the year? It's the Cowboys and the Chargers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Beginning at 7.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Napa Auto Parts stays stocked up on the things you need. And they can also give you uh, rebates for things that you buy there, like a $20 rebate on the purchase of a Legend Automotive battery or a starter or an alternator. Go check it out. They've got five different locations between Preston and Providence, and they've got that Napa know-how. Um, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Love to hear from you on our Full Court Press text line. Uh, Utah State football concluded fall camp today. They uh, We will he- have a ch- another opportunity to hear from Coach Anderson and some of the players on Monday. They do their uh, weekly press conference. 
and media availability. And uh, we'll find out what their practice schedule will look like next week and see if we can still get there to get some post-practice audio in the lead-up to UConn. New coach there, trying to turn things around, but UConn has, over the last five, six years, been a really, really bad football team. Yeah, one of the worst. They have probably five or six wins in the last five or six seasons. Yeah. Last year they were 1-11, I believe. Didn't play in 2020, if I remember the... Had the whole history lined up in front of me. Maybe I can look it up really quickly again. But, yeah, not uh, not very good. Yeah, I didn't play in 2020. So the last three seasons where they've played, they have four wins. And Alabama probably has f- – I don't even know if they have that many losses over that same span. Let's see. Google's a wonderful thing. Um, Over the last three seasons that they've played – Four losses. <laughs> They're actually slightly different seasons because they played in 2020. Uh, that's true. There but the last season in there. The last seasons that three seasons they've played, 2021, 2020, 2019, four losses. For UConn, 2021, 2019, 2018, they have four wins. Wow. What a contrast. <laughs> what a contrast. <laughs> Going from one to the other. Uh, one extreme. But it'll be fun, though, right? Great opportunity for USU to get on a big stage, uh, perform well. Uh, they've proven to themselves they can compete with Power 5 programs away from the friendly confines of Merlin Olsen Field. Alabama's so, a bit different from Oregon State and Washington State. But, but they, you know, used to be Utah State couldn't beat any Power 5 team from Wake Forest or Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State, in their best year, 2018, Michigan State went like 6-7 and seven that year. So at least they got over the hump in that case, not just once but twice. True. Right. They've, they've had opportunities to face Power 5 teams on down years but still weren't able to beat them. Uh, unfortunately, they're going up against uh, Alabama, who's not in a down year. Nope. <laughs> but uh, uh, still an opportunity to showcase uh, an ability to compete. Uh, and to compete at a high level, and have some fun, right? I mean, this is a this is a great opportunity to showcase who you are, and and uh, also get a paycheck at the same time. Yeah, pretty big paycheck. I mean, close to two million is the rumored amount that we've seen bounce around. And Utah State's athletic budget is thirty to thirty-five million in that range. It's usually hovered around that range. So you know, one sixteenth of your budget, roughly. One game goes a long way. Yeah. It's more than they get from the stadium name rights. They get like 300000 a year for that. Oh, yeah. And they're getting $2 million almost for the right to, you know, potentially get their butt handed to them <laughs> by Alabama. You know what would be great is if uh, there were sellout crowds every week and then Utah State wouldn't have to go play those. Well, they still would. Pay. Well, they probably still They just would. get like a – I don't know how much uh, money they get from tickets – it was written somewhere on the balance sheet I was looking at, but I don't remember the number. It, it would it would help. Oh, it definitely would. No matter what. Because you'd end up with probably an extra 8,000 butts and seats per game, roughly. And probably six to 7,000 of those are non-students, so actual paying customers. So 25 bucks a pop, maybe? Yep. 
makes a big difference. And some of those are the more expensive seats, actually. The general admission that are around 25 those get filled. It's the $100 seats that people aren't paying for. Yeah. Tough. Uh, but, hey, we're going to talk more about USU football, reasons why it should be a fun season, and you should buy your tickets to go see them. It'll be a cool team. Uh, well, more of that coming up next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Bengals made it all the way to the Super Bowl last year, and the team's offseason acquisitions have given many Cincinnati fans hope for another run. But even though the team has played just one preseason game, the Bengals' 2022 season hasn't gotten off to a hot start. Earlier, the offseason showed Joe Burrow had a surprise appendectomy. And last week, it was reported his surgery may have been more serious than we were led to believe. Still early to start panicking, Burrow threw last week. And last year, Rams backup quarterback John Wolford had a similar procedure. And he was back at practice in less than two weeks. But you got to keep in mind, Burrow missed most of his rookie season due to an ACL. So if you're a Bengals fan, I wouldn't be too worried about his progress. Because although it's never ideal to have your franchise quarterback go under the knife, it may be smart for Bengals fans to take time and serve the young star for the regular season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.